Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. We're in the book of 1 Kings. Why 1 Kings? Because again, if you believe that people can slide away from the Lord, if nations can slide away from the Lord, if churches, even churches can slide away from the Lord, then there are unbelievable principles in the book of 1 Kings that will help us prevent the slide and sort of recover if we get on it. So we're in 1 Kings chapter 2. Here's what's happened. David is old. Uh, Adonijah, one of his sons, has tried to, to commit a coup, to lead a coup against David, actually against Solomon, who was going to be king, and he got busted. David found out. He anointed Solomon. He anointed Solomon to be king. The whole city of Jerusalem went nuts, shouting Solomon's name. It was phenomenal. That noise flowed over the, the hill and into the valley where Adonijah was. Everybody got scared who was with him, ran away, Adonijah runs in the temple saying, I'm not leaving here until Solomon, my brother, promises not to kill me. I probably would have done the same thing, you know, if I was trying to take his job and got found out. So Solomon sent word and said, here's the deal. If you're innocent, there's nothing going to happen to you. I promise. But if you're guilty, you're going to die. So um, then we go into chapter two. And we just talked about this in our last episode. David is dying. Uh, and he leaves some final words to Solomon to live by. Be strong, be a man, walk according to God's ways. And if you do so, you will prosper and we will have influence on the earth for generations to come. An amazing truth that God had given to David and a promise. All it would take, if we and we looked at this, all it would take is for David's lineage, his children, to honor the Lord and follow his ways. So that's where we are. That just happened. Now we pick up. David is finishing his final words before he dies. He's going to die in this section. Here's what he says. Moreover, he's talking to Solomon. Moreover, you also know that Joab, the son of Zeruah, did, did to me what he did to me and how he dealt with two of the commanders of the armies of Israel, Abner, the son of Nair, and Amasa, the son of Jether, whom he killed, avenging a past grievance in the time of peace for blood that had been shed during war and putting that blood of war on the belt around his waist and on the sandals of his feet. Act therefore according to your wisdom, but do not let his gray head go down to the place of the dead in peace. David is saying, look, there's this guy who is still around, right? His name is Joab. You know what he did. He took some stuff that happened on the battlefield, brought it into peacetime, and acted in vengeance. It was detestful. It was despicable. It was horrible. Solomon, you need to deal with him wisely. Man, what's the principle there? Be sure your sins will find you out. What Joab did was wrong. He took something from the battlefield, brought it into peacetime. He should have forgiven, forgotten, and moved on. But then he killed two leaders. And David is saying, look, here's the deal. No one gets a pass on that. Solomon, deal with this guy wisely. Whatever you should do, think you should do, do it. But don't let him get away with this. Why? Because when you let people get away with a profound wrong that's known, I'm not talking about something that happens in secret that maybe you find out, but I'm talking about something that's known then it sends a message to all the people around, this is permissible behavior. This is okay. You can do these kind of things and nothing's going to happen. That's why we have laws of the land. That's why we have uh, sentencing that's supposed to be a deterrent. It's supposed to say, hey, if you commit this crime, this is what's going to happen to you. And so this is what's going on. Then he goes on and he says this. He says, but deal loyally with his sons, Brazili and Gelatate. He said, now here's why he wants to do that. And he said, let them be among those who eat at your table. Why? 
For with such loyalty, in other words, they were loyal to me more so to the dead, they met me when I fled from Absalom, your brother. Okay, so here's the Absalom was another guy, you know, who tried to overthrow David and take the kingdom, right? It didn't work. So, but there was a time when David wasn't winning the battle. So he had to flee from Absalom. Well, these two young men met him and showed kindness to him and, and protected him. He said, you deal loyally. They were loyal to me, and you deal faithful with them. Let them eat at your table. In other words, take care of them. Then he goes on and says, And there is also with you Shemi, the son of Gera, the Benjaminite, from Behurim, who cursed me with a grievous curse on the day that I went to Mahim. But when he came down to meet me at the Jordan, I swore to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put I will not put you to death by the sword. Then David goes on and says, Now therefore do not hold him guiltless. He cursed me, he cursed me with a horrible curse, he put a plague on me, he said, Don't let this pass. He says, Now Solomon, you are a wise man. You will know what you ought to do to him, and you shall bring his gray head down uh, with blood to Sheol to the place of the dead. David is saying, there are some folks I let live because I promised I would, but their sins need to be taken into account. This is what he's saying to his son Solomon as he leaves. And now look at what happens in verse 10. Then David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. And the time of David reigned over Israel was 40 years. He reigned seven years in Hebron and 33 years in Jerusalem. So Solomon sat on the throne of David, his father, and his kingdom was firmly established. When there's a transfer of leadership, there's messes to clean up. When one leader dies and another leader comes, there's going to be things that need to be handled because the prior leader didn't handle them for whatever reason. This is exactly what we've just seen with David handing the reins over to Solomon. You may be seeing that in your church, in your business, somewhere that you are, you know, a club or something you belong to. But know this, that it is natural for there to be messes left behind that the new leader has to clean up. Man, pray for them. Pray for God's wisdom on them, that they're able to move through that with grace, but also with clarity. Now, when we do that, you know what's going to happen? We're going to have grace for our journey, and they're going to have grace for theirs. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much. And thank you so much for the first of the book of 1 Kings and the things we learn here. And Father, we love you and we honor you today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God's blessings on you. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.